Welcome to Weekly Wisdom from Jubilee Circle. We teach the common wisdom of love and unity that is found in all mainstream religions, metaphysical teachings, mysticism, and inspired secular and religious writers and teachers throughout the ages. Our goal is to help you connect with your higher divine self and transform from the inside out so you can become a force for love and transformation in the world. Each week, we bring you wisdom from our founding spiritual director, Reverend Candace Shalhoub, and other guest speakers. We hope you enjoy this week's Words of Wisdom. The readings for today. Thank you. Thank you. Glad that you're here. If you're not on our mailing list. Okay. The, the readings for today. Thank you. Thank you. From Ernest Holmes, it is possible to be forgiven. It is impossible to be forgiven unless we forgive. We cannot receive what we refuse to give. We cannot possess what is what we withhold. From Nelson Mandela, from a deep injury is done to us, we never heal until we forgive. Hmm. And Reverend Michael Bernard Beckwith, all forgiveness is self-forgiveness. I see a pattern here. From Agape licensed spiritual practitioner, Isha Manson, Mason, we'll get it right. Self-forgiveness liberates the love within you. In essence, self-forgiveness is forgiving for forgetting who and, you, and what you are. It's forgiveness for forgetting who and what you are. It opens the way for grace to express. This next song, I started when I was 18 years old. And I got the chorus then, and I didn't quite have the verses. Um, and so I, I finished this up a couple years ago. And it talks about, you know, I guess my spiritual practice has always been important to me, even before I knew it was a spiritual practice. So I would always get up early in the morning and read my Bible and, and the inner visions or whatever the devotional was for that day. And I began my practice that way and in prayer. And I used to think of it as, as my time to rest in the arms of the beloved because that was my one-on-one -on -one time with spirit and so that's what this talks about is is in your arms i found a peace that thrives unbound and a joy that i have never known on my own so the song is called peace unbound
I'm so glad to be here with you. If anybody needs pens or, or paper, because we've got some interactive work for you to do today. And if you don't feel comfortable uh, doing that uh, at this time, it'll be available for you later on. The invitation is to be able to take this work home with you because I assure you it is not one and done. And so our topic for today is forgiveness. That's, that's a really challenging topic sometimes. So we're going we're gonna to evoke the spirit of the living God that is closer than our breath. Before we, get, before we begin. So I invite you to close your outer eye and just follow your breath into your heart space because that is where we dwell with the infinite. How grateful I am just to wake up today. Grateful to be able to take in a full breath of air with ease and with grace. Grateful that I even exist at all. Grateful for this beloved Jubilee Circle community. Grateful for Candace and the board and, and the band and all those behind the scenes. For Lee, uh, for everyone, for Julie, every part of this service, everyone that is contributing. All those that are here, all those that are in YouTube land. Grateful, grateful that this is a co-creation with us all. Recognizing God everywhere. That there is no place where God is not. That God is love, ising, peace, ising. That God is the only activity, ising, everywhere. That God is changeless, the same yesterday, today, and forever. That God is the divine order at the center of all things. The same divine order that turns embryos into baby and babies and oak trees, the little acorn into oak trees. That God is grace that sustains and maintains us. And I am one with this, this power, this presence. It is my life. I live, move, and have my beingness in God. And as this is true for me, it's true for each and every person here. Each and every person in, in the YouTube land. One with God. Closer than our breath, nearer than our hands and feet. Closer than the veins in our neck. God is right here within us one with God one with each other one with all that is and so it's from this place of oneness that I that I surrender myself as a conduit for the infinite use me O oh God guide my thoughts my perceptions my feelings my emotions my words I bless this service knowing that it is a holy encounter, a holy assignment. That it is blessed and a blessing. And I simply say, Amen. So when we talk about forgiveness, it reminded me of a quote from Ayanla Van Zandt. And she said that until we, we heal the wounds of our past, we will continue to bleed. Until we heal the wounds of our past, we will continue to bleed. And that's why forgiveness work is so powerful. And you know, the Bible says we forgive 70 times 7. But I don't think there's any direct instruction 
or detailed instruction about how, how to do that. And, and so one of the things I love about Reverend Michael's book, Life Visioning, is because he, he really takes us through the process of how to forgive. But what I need to remind myself and others is it's not a one and done. There are people in my life that I forgive quickly. And there have been people in my life that have, that have hurt me deeply or I have hurt deeply that it has taken months and, uh, and one years. Years of waking up in the middle of the night and saying, I forgive you. I bless you. I bless your path to joy. I, re- I, set, you, I set you free. Now, Reverend Michael, before he did the Oprah show, like Super Soul Sunday, Oprah said to him, look, you have 15 minutes to explain the four types of consciousness. No pressure. So, I, and you know, Reverend Michael was tuned in, tapped in, and so he immediately got this download about the four, four different types of consciousness, and I'll just briefly talk about what they are, but we're going to focus on one. And that is, one, the first level of consciousness is victim consciousness, which means everything is happening to me. I don't have any control over it. You know, I blame everybody and everything for my experience, everything outside of myself. I, I am a victim. And the second level of consciousness is the manifestor consciousness. Folks that know that their words and their beliefs and their actions and their deeds create form. And so they use the law of attraction, as some folks will call, or the law of manifestation to draw people, things, experiences into their life. And they're living pretty good. I used the law of attraction, and I didn't even know what it was. But I was drawing everything and everyone that I wanted in my experience into my experience. It's like, I could get them, but I can't keep them. You know, so the, I'm very familiar with the law of, of manifestation and the, the manifestor consciousness. And then the other is, um, it is being a channel consciousness where we, we are consciously aware of our connection with God and we are, we are channeling the presence of God within us in everything that we, we participate in. When, when I speak or sing or play, and when we do, we are channeling spirit through the music, channeling spirit through the calling the four directions, channeling the spirit as I speak. I surrender myself to the infinite as a channel. And then the next stage, which you can touch on, and when you do, it's like, oh, my God. And that is being consciousness, where we absolutely know without a shadow of a doubt our oneness with God, our oneness with each other. Because, you know, heaven is an awareness of our oneness. And so it's like heaven. And you're living, moving in that space. And we we are different places depending on the life structure that we're dealing with. Like if it has to do with finances, you know, I can be in being consciousness. If it has to do with, you know, drawing uh, experiences or gigs into my life, it's manifestor. If it's with my health, I'm moving into being, (laughs) but I'm not quite there yet. So depending on your life structure, health, 
relationships, your spiritual practice. You can be in different spaces, different consciousness, and it's fluid. It's not like, oh, I've arrived. I don't have to do anything else. No. <laughs> it's, it's a continual process that we have to work at. So what I want to speak to today is, is victim consciousness. That life is happening to me, that somebody else is to blame for where I am. We get caught in our stories. And it would be so easy for me to get caught in my story of my upbringing because of the, the abuse we experienced that I, that I witnessed my mother receive and really blame my stepfather or blame my mother because she married this man thinking she could change him. Everybody told her the truth of who he was and how he was manifesting, but she felt like, oh, I could love that out of him. And so it created situations that created pain for us as as children, pain for us, pain for my mother. And it would be easy to blame that. But what I had to understand and what Reverend Michael teaches is that loveless behavior is a result of ignorance. Because people are loveless because they've forgotten who they are while they're here. And they don't realize that as they wield the sword of their word or the sword of their deeds over another person's head, that it's really actually over their head. It's kind of like Jesus said, forgive them, Father, for they know not what they do. They don't realize that they are hurting themselves and That does not make it right. That doesn't mean we don't hold people accountable. That doesn't mean that we don't set boundaries and get ourselves out of situations that are detrimental to our physical health, our mental health, the health of our loved ones. And a a friend of mine said, well... Bible says 70 times 7. So, so we get to the end of that 70 times 7. Does that mean we don't forgive anymore? And my response was, well, I would invite you to consider that if you've been in that situation 70 times 7, then perhaps we should look at our choices, you know, to remain in that situation. Because when we remain in situations that are damaging to us physically, mentally, emotionally, we're sending a message. We're telling that person that is doing this that it's okay. And it's not. But until we stop abusing ourselves or think that we are wor- that that's what we deserve... We're going to stay in it. My mama stayed, even though that man beat her while she was pregnant, until she finally realized he was abusing her more than she was abusing herself. And she got us out. And for that, I am grateful. But I had to look back at all the people in my life, and and I invite you to do that in your notes, of all the people that you perceive hurt you in some way and and look for the gift given and the gift received for each person i've done that with 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 lovers i've done done that with people that i work with and i did that for my stepfather because while he was hateful we used to call him lucifer his name was luther but we called him lucifer 
um, he made me take college and career classes when all my friends were going to tech prep. But had he not done that, I may not have been prepared for college. So that was the gift that he gave me in all of that. And so we, sometimes we got to dig deep <laughs> to find what the gift was in all of these relationships. But as we do that, it kind of softens us and prepares us to be open to cultivate forgiveness. And some of the things that we can do when we speak to that person, and you take that person right now, I invite you to, whoever comes to your mind first, that's the one we're working with first. Put that person in front of you, no matter what they did, and say to them, you have no power over me. I take back my authority. I set myself free today. Enough. My destiny is in my hands. I set myself free and I set you free. I forgive you. I bless you. I wish you well. And it's, sometimes you've got to fake it till you make it. You, you, may not, you may think, oh, well, this just doesn't even sound, sound authentic. Well, it's not going to sound authentic, but I promise you, the more we do it, the more real it's going to become in our experience. Because think about all, how much power we drain in anger and resentment and animosity. But as we are willing, and remember the, the Holy Spirit says a, a willingness, to, like the slightest invitation, slightest bit of willingness ensures that the Spirit is going to help us with this. This is not something we undertake by ourselves. If you think you can do it by yourselves, uh-uh. We, we have to have help to be able to see things differently. So if you, and if you feel when you're going through this experience at home, you feel emotions come up. Because I know any time I get to thinking about my past or thinking about family issues and things like that, strong emotions can come up. And I allow myself to, to feel it, to allow it to pass through. And I take those emotions. If, if they are anger, then I say these affirmations in anger. I'll look myself in the eye in the mirror and I will say, you have no power over me. Enough. It stops today. This, this situation, this thing that happened is no longer controlling my choices. It has no power in my life. I take back my consciousness. I am willing to forgive. And so this is a process that, that I learned through practitioner studies. And the first thing is I forgive myself for judging myself. Because we really are hard on ourselves. You know, if these other people are, are unruly and, and, and vicious, we are even more vicious with ourselves. I forgive myself for judging myself, for putting myself in harm's way. I, and more recently, uh, having to do with some test results, I forgive myself for judging myself for, 
for not practicing the presence of God 24-7. For not practicing an awareness of my oneness with God. Or maybe I forgot to meditate today or I didn't pray before I left the house. I forgive myself for judging myself. I forgive myself for feeling jealous. Or for feeling like I need something outside of myself to make me happy. I forgive myself for believing that I'm not enough. That I'm not good enough. This is a, this is a very powerful practice. And I forgive myself for forgetting who I am. Because the truth of our being is that we are each unique expressions of the divine. It's God's way of knowing itself in, through, and as each of us. That we are more powerful than we could have ever imagined. That what the most among us have been able to achieve, whether it be Martin Luther King or Dr. Maya Angelou, Whomever it is, what the most of us, the greatest of us have have achieved is only a fraction of what we are each capable of being and becoming. We play small. I forgive myself for forgetting that I am divine. That the creator of the universe is closer than my breath. That God is up singing itself, loving through me. That we each are the hands, the feet, the eyes, and the ears of God. It's how God expresses love and compassion and joy and peace and creativity on the planet. That is the truth of our being. And as we, as we forgive and we take this weight off of ourselves because unforgiveness is heavy. And as we release this, this, this pain, this animosity, this, this hate that can sometimes be, we open ourselves up and make ourselves available for creativity. Because when the mind is quiet, we hear the voice for God more easily. So that we can be about our father, mother, God's business. When we do the work of forgiveness. And it's not about. It's not airy fairy. You know, some of the course talks about, well, because I'm so spiritual. I'm going to forgive you. It's not like that. Forgiveness, as Reverend Michael says, is for me. Forgiveness sets me free. And as Aisha Mason said, um, and she's one of my favorite teachers, that it makes us available for grace. And grace is the givingness of God. And then we need to think about what we appreciate ourselves for. I appreciate that I I did not allow my family history of poverty to continue with me. I appreciate myself because I made the sacrifices to be able to go to college 
and, and get a degree. I appreciate myself for filling out my financial aid paperwork and telling mama, look, I need your W-2s and I need you to sign right here. I appreciate that about myself. I appreciate myself that in the midst of my dark night in the soul, I kept rising up and looking for God, seeking to know God aright, because as we know God aright, we know ourselves aright. We know our neighbor aright. And we can't do that. We can't get there without forgiveness. So I ask you right now to yourself, what can you appreciate about yourself right now? When you look back at the things that you have been through and to, what can you appreciate about yourself? What actions have you taken that you feel good about? One of my best friends is one of the bravest people I've ever met. Because they made decisions in the face of great turmoil that not only set them free, but set their family free. And I appreciate that about that person. And reflecting on how you responded in a certain situation... What are you appreciating about yourself? One of my best friends lost her husband on Christmas Eve. And she was very bitter for a very long time. And did not forgive God for that particular thing. For taking the love of her life away. And then finally she realized. That she would have never been able to become the woman she is right now. Had that not happened. And so she had to do forgiveness work around God. But we have to appreciate ourselves for the decisions that we have made that led us here right now. And Reverend Michael recently taught this, and I want to share this with you, and I'll read it because I want to make sure I get it right. He said, before you go to bed at night, just run through your day. And if you are holding on to any annoyances, any unforgiveness, that somebody said something or did something, don't go to bed with that. Release it. Forgive it. Let it go. And go to sleep with the awareness that something wonderful is trying to happen in your life. Regardless of appearances, something wonderful is always seeking because God is good. The universe is friendly. Always for us and never against us. So something wonderful, regardless of appearances, seeking to, to happen in, through, and as this particular situation. And I take back my mind. I don't have to believe every thought that crosses my mind. I am not my thoughts. I am the awareness of my thoughts. And I get to choose which ones I focus on. And when we forgive people, it sets us free. It quiets 
that voice, that loud voice in our head and makes us available for insight, makes us available for more love than we ever imagined. And I can truly say thank you to my stepfather. I can say thank you to the person who who broke my heart because had they not, I wouldn't be where I am now. So the invitation is to to spend some time alone with your list and make a list of everyone you feel has has hurt you in some way. And remember, it was their ignorance that, that, uh, that caused them to behave that way. And it, it was my ignorance when I behave that way. And it's my ignorance when I allow myself to stay in situations maybe longer than what I should. But when you know better, as my, Dr. Maya Angelou says, we do better. So sit with these. And go through these forgiveness steps. In your journal. And in your prayers, surrender them to spirit and be willing to see them differently. That doesn't mean you got to go out with them. That doesn't mean you got to hang out with them. But we've got to forgive them. Otherwise, it's kind of like taking a poison and hoping somebody else dies. Because nine times out of ten, my stepdaddy moved on. He wasn't thinking about us a day after we moved out. But we were still stuck in it until we weren't. So that's the invitation. It is not for wimps. It is hard work. And I invite you to don't suffer in silence. Always reach out to a friend or a practitioner or, or some a spiritual teacher or someone that can sit with you and look at you and hold tightly to the truth of your being that you are perfect, whole and complete, lacking nothing, that there is nothing to do, nothing to fix, that Every answer to every question is within us. That is the truth of your being. And that's what we do, do as practitioners, is we hold that space. And I'd like to speak a word if that's okay. How good it is to be in service today. How good it is to to know the process for forgiveness and be willing, be willing to let it go. Be willing to see things differently as the Course says. Recognizing that it's all God. Everywhere, infinite intelligence, divine wisdom ising. And I am one with this, this divine intelligence that is my life. My life is the life of God in, through, and as Deb Vaughn. And as this is true for me, it's true for each and every one of us. And so I affirm that, that we are enough already. 
that every single thing, regardless of appearances, is working together for our individual good as well as our collective good, that something wonderful is seeking to happen in each of our lives, in each and every being on the planet. Something wonderful is seeking to emerge. God cannot do for us what it can do through us. We are the hands, the feet, the eyes, the ears of the infinite. And we say yes to being that presence. Yes to service. Yes to to rising up and being willing to see things differently. And so I bless each and every person. Who has ever hurt any one of us in ignorance? Forgive them, Father, for they, they, Mother, Father, God, for they know not what they do. And I realize that I cannot have what I do not give away, and so therefore I give forgiveness. I withhold nothing. Because what I deny another person, I deny myself. And so I bless each and every one. Affirming that each and every one is a unique expression of God that has forgotten who they are or why they are here. But I see the truth. And I bless them. I release them. I forgive them. And now I am open to, we are open to more creativity, more joy, more peace, more compassion, more vibrant health, more vigor, vitality than we have ever imagined. Because we have taken off this heavy cloak of unforgiveness. And now we step into the truth and the power of who and whose we are. That we walk in peace, poise, and power because we walk in the spirit of the living God. And I give thanks for this word knowing that it is fulfilled, that it was fulfilled even uttered. And I release this word into the living law. Knowing that it cannot, it will not, it shall not return to me void because it is the law. And I just get out of the way. And I allow God to be God. And so it is. Thank you for joining us for Weekly Wisdom from Jubilee Circle. If you enjoyed the program, we hope that you'll support us by leaving a good review of this podcast wherever you download your shows. We also hope you'll support us in other ways, either by becoming a subscriber to our YouTube channel and our weekly newsletter, or by supporting us financially. You can find out how to do all of that by visiting our website at jubileecircle.com. Many thanks to Audio Coffee from Pixabay for supplying our podcast music. Join us again next week, and until then, take the words of Meister Eckhart with you. If the only prayer you ever say is thank you, that will be enough. We thank you for your time and wish you the kind of week that will leave you saying, Oh yeah. Yeah.